I'm walking outside. I feel uh, uncomfortable. No one is on the street right now, although for some reason I feel like uh, feel like eyes on me. I mean, I never go shirtless in public ever. And uh, I am clothes shopping, which I hate because, well, for a whole bunch of reasons. It should be known that I am incredibly Irish, and uh, basically my farmer's tan is so awesome. Always inevitably highlight things about my body that could be considered weird. Yesterday, uh, you forced me to do something uncomfortable. I did um, not force And I you. hate you for it. I, I don't... <laughs> yes, you did. Well, I yeah, have to blame somebody I'm not somebody loving this. this narrative. <laughs> I have to, I have to blame somebody for this. It was your I, idea. Uh, walked uh, my idea was like, let's do something uncomfortable. And you were, and next thing I know, you had half a lead came up with Patty goes shirtless. There was nothing happy about anything that happened yesterday. <laughs> Man, I do not like this. Oh, there's a person. Ugh. Okay, extreme uncomfortness. Is that a word? Uncomfortness? Maybe. I think yours was worse than mine because so that was me trying on clothes in the comfort and safety of, of a dressing room. I'm definitely sweating. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's because it's hot outside. <clears throat> oh no. Oh no. I am quickening my pace, even though my legs are screaming at me not to. The whole torso area is super, super unflattering. Be done. I feel like the light in this dressing room. Uh, I'm just. I mean, do I look like I don't? I don't think I looked this. Like I don't think I look this way in the mirror at my place. So why did we do those things? <laughs> because body acceptance. You know, I think it's safe to say that most people have features about themselves, about their body or their appearance that they just do not like. I am raising my hand here. Mm -hmm. um, and despite how universal this feeling is, we really, we just don't talk about it. So filmmaker Hannah Maya decided to tackle this topic in her latest film called My Big White Thighs and Me. It's a kick-butt adventure film, and it's actually what inspired RK and me to do what we did. And Hannah's got an idea that at first might seem kind of lighthearted, but the more you dive in, the deeper it actually gets. So I believe that life is better when you wear a swimsuit. Are you ready to cannonball into this episode, pals? Okay. Having fun with your puns, Patty? I am. <laughs> I am having fun. Sorry. I had to. Okay. I'm Patty O'Connell. And I'm Elizabeth Nakano. Welcome to Safety Third, a show about ideas and how we come to believe in them. I was pregnant, happily pregnant, for the first time ever, and completely delighted. And my husband and I, we went for um, our first scan at 12 weeks. And basically, we found out that there was there was nothing there. Um, and I had essentially what they call a missed miscarriage, uh, where where my body still thought I was pregnant, but I wasn't. You, you think that this twelve week scan's gonna like 
you're gonna get to see your baby so you're all geared up for that and then that didn't happen and then you're told that your body still thinks that you're pregnant but you're not and I suppose it's just a shock right there and then um and you you just then you just go home and that's it life's quite different and all this time that you've you've had to think about and um like imagine the life that you're gonna have with this new little baby you know obviously you know, right, you don't yeah. know when that life started and finished and it's not really about that. It's just about what you've imagined and what you, or for me, it's not about that. It's like what I'd imagined was not going to be happening, you know, and it's like a real wrench and, and both. I, I suppose it probably wasn't the same for my husband, but he was he was upset because I was upset, you know, he was there to support me. Um, right. And then the pain comes because miscarriages are painful or can be, especially when they're, they're quite late like that, you know, and um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that was a shock to me as well. Were you like... Were you angry at your body? Like, did you feel like as though, like, because of the miscarriage, your body had um, kind of been, you know, hijacked? You know, like, did you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Did you get pissed off? I pissed off and just frustrated. Yeah, frustrated and let down was probably let really let down is like probably the overwhelming feeling, you know, like. Right. Yeah. And, you know, like we've had, you know, every, like everyone, you know, I've had my other body fails as well. So it's kind of like an extra layer to that. You know, I've got like arthritic toes. So then it's like, oh, arthritic toes <laughs> and a miscarriage, you know, it's like just layer on, you know, like I'm sure we all have our own experiences, but it's just like another failure in a way. Yeah. So I, I had the miscarriage and then I think that that uh, it was it was, you know, it got me you sort of, I think you, sometimes you struggle with these things. You don't even realize that they've had such an effect on you. And I think I thought I was dealing with it quite well. Um, but actually, really, I wasn't like making plans to go outside as much. And I was kind of using my crutch of probably eating a lot of sugar. And basically, I did put on weight, you know, because my, my right. like I'd had this massive thing. And right. yeah, yeah. You know, I did feel different about my body because of the failure. But I had also put on weight. A few months later, Hannah was in China on tour with the Kendall Mountain Film Festival. She was showing her film Mega Moon. Towards the end of a 10-day tour in a crowded city, Shenzhen, it was super hot and something big happened. I found myself in a hotel and it was really hot and I was looking out on um, over this pool from the hotel balcony and uh-huh. I really wanted to go for a swim. But mm-hmm. it, it, it was so hot and I, but I just felt too fat and too uncomfortable with myself and like my thighs were too big that I I felt too like I just didn't want to put on a swimsuit and go for that swim and it was a a real low point like really a like really low gut you know like really really bad point for me like I've I've always thought of myself who was someone as fit and active I've been an outdoor person like I think you would say all life like Uh my mum and dad my mum and dad weren't um big outdoors but they always took us kind of camping we, you know we camped a lot as a family uh-huh. and then yeah and then I did like we over here we have this thing that teenagers do called the Duke of Edinburgh award and so that's kind of hiking and all sorts of stuff as you're in school and I did that and yeah I, I, and then I got into climbing when I was 15 so yeah I've, I've always been outdoorsy now when Hannah says she's an outdoor person she means it like really means it like she went rafting down the Grand Canyon for her honeymoon and then went bikepacking on the Continental Divide. So second-guessing taking a dip in a pool was a weird new experience for her. When I was looking out on that on that balcony to the swimming pool, I know that, like, had a girlfriend been there with me, I would have been like, uh, and, and if she was saying the same things that I was saying to myself, like, oh, you're too fat to go for a swim, I would have been like, come on, of course you can go for a swim. 
you know like right. you like your body's beautiful as it is and just enjoy life and and don't think about that too much and so that's kind of the advice i would give to a friend and that's the advice i would like to take myself but um you know i couldn't live it my thighs have such a big presence they're so very white <laughs> and then sometimes they feel like like, like <laughs> they feel like they they um you know they come before me almost or you know they have like a a life and a purpose of their own it's so interesting to me the way that we speak to ourselves, right? Like if yeah. a stranger came up to you on the street and was like, hey, how you doing, fatty? You'd be like, go fuck yourself, <laughs> bud. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you would never allow a stranger, a family member or a friend to speak to you in that way. But inside our heads, you know, it's like, oh, I'm just I'm not only going to allow this voice, you know, this this kind of uh uh, this this person in my head who's doing a really great impression of my voice. I'm going to allow this person to speak to me like this, but also like I'm going to set up a lawn chair and get some popcorn and really just <laughs> yeah. let, let them have at me. You really just beat me up with this. It's so strange to me. That's it. Yeah. These societal pressures had taken hold of me and it was changing my behavior. And that was the first time in my life really that I've had it so strong that I basically didn't end up going for a swim in that swimming pool. You know... Rage Kitty, I was a total pool rat when I was a kid. Um, in the summer, I probably spent like every single day at the pool. Uh, but that, well, only until my first, my first growth spurt, probably around like sixth grade. That's kind of when everything changed. Getting hair in weird places? <laughs> no. Uh, no. Well, I don't know. Maybe. But that's not really the point. <laughs> the point was... Uh, it wasn't like the a north to south growth spurt that you would think mm-hmm. of. It was more like like a east to west kind of thing. And that is when the nickname Fatty Patty became a thing at school. Aww. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for me. Um, okay, well, actually... that, that was such a fleeting <laughs> feeling at, because as soon as you said that, no, I actually, suddenly don't feel anything. No, it was, actually, it was actually pretty brutal, you know? I mean, I did. I wasn't like obese. It was just like jiggly, you know? Mm-hmm. I like grew out and then I grew up. In high school, like that's when I got tall and lean and I got my like confidence back. And then I was like, I'm cool with my body or I don't know. I mean, I didn't even really think about it, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think about it now, now that I'm in my 30s. And I think the East to West growth is probably happening again or or actually it's already happened. Um, And I mean, really, it just really sucks to not have the metabolism of an 18 year old anymore. I don't know. So like being shirtless in public as like this six foot five, 240 pound pale jiggly Irishman is not a super comfortable situation for me. Mm. So much so that I really don't swim a lot anymore, which sucks because I love to swim. How do you deal with that? I I don't (laughs) deal with it poorly. I don't know. I make fun of myself. Uh, I find an excuse to keep my shirt on. I use hot dogs as forks while smashing cake into my face. (laughs) I don't know, man. No, but I I get where you're coming from because I don't even do a mirror check after I put on my swimsuit. What? Yeah, it's like the one piece of clothing where you just want to get it right the first time when you leave the house. You're right. And so knowing that and having had a few unfortunate incidents that still... I'm still so averse to looking at myself in my swimsuit that I still don't do a mirror check. But now my boyfriend and I do a modesty check before I a head out. A modesty check? Okay. So anyway, Hannah felt like you and me. Okay, yeah. Totally uncomfortable. She felt a little lost. 
So I know since being a teenager that I that like being outside is good for me. I know that I feel better about myself when I kind of have, have time outside and I feel better about the world and about life generally. And so mm-hmm. I knew that 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 I knew that that had been missing about from from my life a little bit. And I knew that that was probably having an effect of why I was feeling crap about my body because I just wasn't wasn't doing the things that I know balance my life, you know, which is getting outside. And she felt like she had to challenge that discomfort to come up with a way to stand up to that voice in her head. So she set a goal. So that goal was ultimately it was um, to swim um, outside in open places at least once a month for a year. And being a filmmaker, Hannah decided to take her camera along for the ride. Because if you're going to do something uncomfortable and super vulnerable, you better document it. Wait, what? And I, I remember like pitching this this idea of a film and uh, a film and uh, like a challenge to, to my husband, Patrick, in, in the car. And, um, and he, you know, it's not that he wasn't... Um, supportive as such but perhaps he was realistic and he knew how how I felt about my body at that point in time um, only a month earlier I hadn't gone for the swim in the hotel pool and so he was like um you do realize that you would have to film yourself wearing a swimsuit and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like um well I hate to point like, out the obvious yeah. but like <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And he just couldn't get, you know, he, he wanted me to do it if that's what I wanted to do. And he's the first to tell me I'm right. beautiful. But he was like, uh, how? Like, how are you going to do this? And I guess I just, <laughs> I just, I just, I think I just thought I could just, I could just film it in a way that maybe I, I was going to be the editor. I could film it in a way that, you know, maybe could cut out some of those unflattering bits. A bit, a bit naive at the beginning. And I just knew that. It, yeah, I just knew I really wanted to do it. And I, I, I didn't think too much about it. And I knew that this stuff was going to be on my hard drive. Right. And um, I was going to make the film. And if I didn't get comfortable with putting it out there, then nobody was going to be any the wiser anyway. Well, why why was 12 months the period that you chose? And why was swimming the fixation? I'm not really sure why a year in a way. But then I was I knew I wanted to make a film about this. It was like a goal was both I wanted to get myself creative and I wanted to get myself outside because I knew they're two of my passions. So the two together was going to how how it's going to work for me. And mm-hmm. in in the UK we have quite distinct seasons. So uh, I felt like filming a full year you would capture like snow and ice and autumn leaves and the summer sun and and, and flowers and all that. Uh-huh. And so perhaps I didn't really think too much about the cold water bit, but I just was thinking from a, like an aesthetic point of view. Right. And then right. <laughs> <laughs> And then I also knew that changing the way I valued my body like that wasn't going to be um something that happened overnight. You know, it was going to because that's what I wanted to change. I didn't want to I wasn't trying to lose weight. I was trying to change the way my my head was valuing myself. Right. And, and a, a certain degree of commitment is going to be needed. So having a monthly goal for a year, it sort of I suppose it felt like a series of baby steps that can add up to something bigger. And it seems like, the, you know, like a, a, a part of the goal was focused on this kind of like emotional, mental side, you know, but a large part is focused on this physical challenge. Why focus on on the physical challenge? So I chose swimming because um, because it. I was looking for something, basically, I was looking for something that I could do alone or with friends and something that had limited potential for excuses is really what it was about. You, you know, to go swimming, you don't need a lot of gear. You need right. a towel and a swimsuit. Right. And it's difficult to cry off because, you know, your, your towel needs repairing or anything like that. So, right. so then, 
<laughs> so then you you just it's just and, and also the type of swimming I was doing it really you could call it dipping so it, it doesn't require any kind of deal of athletic prowess at all so it's just uh-huh. get get in the water and it's simple and then and then swimming also has like a non-commercial appeal for me which I liked you know um and then and then this 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 key thing was this fact that I could do it alone or or do it with with friends and what was the swimming challenge and the documentation of it all a part of your grieving process I think I think probably look, looking back at it now it was mhm yeah but you know like i say i think sometimes maybe others as well like i'm quite generally like a a carefree person but then i probably exhibit like i probably get anxious and it probably comes out in physical you know like an upset stomach and i'm in my head i'm like i'm not worried about anything you know right and so i i'm kind of that kind of a person and i think um doing this yeah it was it was it was re it was a rebalance for me it was like I wasn't happy and it was rebalancing everything and helping me, you know, value my body again after what it had been through. Coming up, Hannah decides to take her first swim in Wales in winter. Sounds beachy. Mm-hmm. It is freezing, it's February, um, there's a really, there's no ice, which is good, because I thought there might be ice on the side, but there's um, a really sharp wind. So, that's that. My first swim took place in a, a beautiful mountain lake. Um, it's in the horseshoe of the second highest mountain in Wales. Um, the mountain's called Cadaridris. Oh, awesome. and um so so behind the lake itself is in this is this dramatic kind of rocky backdrop almost like an amphitheater in a way and um i liked it because you can feel really feel small Mm -hmm. like you're this tiny tiny human in this big lake with this huge rocky mountain backdrop and i think it's good for us oh yeah yeah it's it's good for us to feel small you know and connect with nature i think Mm -hmm. and and sometimes i think we Mm -hmm. we lose that because we're trying to command attention on on social media and stuff um, so right, yeah. Summit selfie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put your goddamn phone down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, um, and, and so, I, I basically, I, I'd been to this place before, which is probably one of the reasons I chose it. I'd, I'd hiked around it, so it's that, it's that idea of like rediscovering a place that places that I'd been and and, and seeing it for a different kind of a playground. And so I, I drove. It was a two-hour drive from home to get there, and I was alone. And it was my first swim and I was alone. Uh-huh. So I had plenty of time to think in the car. And then um, I get there and it's basically a 40-minute hike up from the car park, straight up. So there's not really any maps required. You're just like following your nose. And, and I'm, I'm humping up my camera gear with tripods and stuff. So it's not like I've just got my swimsuit and a, and a towel. Right. You know, it's quite a, a commitment. And then I, I probably saw about five people, um, which I think was about a comforting amount of people in a way, you know, like there's some people here, I'm about to swim in some cold water, um, but it also felt quite alone. And um, and then basically, I, I suppose you, you see that I, I get to the lake and I get the camera out and it's handheld and I just kind of thought to myself, I better speak to the camera. So I, I say just what I'm thinking, really. I say there's no ice, which is a good thing, but there's like a sharp wind. Um, and I, it's worth saying, actually, that this is this is February in the UK. 
this is so I've chosen to do this in the middle of winter. You couldn't choose a colder time. <laughs> and, and, uh, so what what are we talking uh, temperature wise? Oh gosh, I don't see. That's one of my things. I I wasn't interested in like actually measuring temperatures or kind of how distances. So I don't know. It was just. Basically, in the UK, water is either pretty cold or really, really, really bitterly cold. So it's in, in a range there, swinging much towards the uh, really bitterly cold. Yeah. And um, so, uh, yeah, I, I basically then I like set up two cameras. Well, I put one camera on a tripod with this wide shot and then the other camera I had in my hand. And I just started to like film my feet pointing it at my feet as I like just to illustrate that I'm not on this like lovely beach I'm on this like wet mountain soggy grass right. <laughs> and my feet are already my toes are already like icy cold you can see like you can see the circulation has already like oh. stopped stopped there like it's really white oh, me, oh, my. And, um, I, I, it's painfully cold I can remember the painful feeling in my toes um, and I suppose you, you would get cold, like I stripped down to my swimsuit and you would get cold even if you were just stood there and hadn't even gone in the water. So I knew I had to be quick about this. It's like a bish bash bosh, get in, get out. And, um, and that's what I did. And it, the end result is quite ridiculous, um, quite embarrassing, but also I think a little bit funny as well. I whoop a lot. I whoop and I make all sorts of noises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I, re- I revert like, back to this like old woman I think I'm like oh gosh oh gosh I'm yeah, like, you know yeah. it's like who is this who's saying these things I feel like Hannah's shrieks in the water are the most English response anyone has ever had to anything ever <laughs> but despite her hilarious reaction Hannah actually surprised herself with how much she enjoyed swimming. Now, Hannah still had body reservations when swim wasn't going to fix that. And she had a goal to keep. So she kept swimming month after month and she kept filming. Were there any points of like, uh, I really hate this? Yeah, yeah, yes, to a degree. But any, and it's always when other people are, are are around, you know, like okay. So, so I didn't feel that way if I could just go like up to a mountain lake and I was totally by myself and didn't really see anyone. I just didn't feel that way about my body. It's all about like when when you meet other people and then you're putting your thoughts of what they're thinking about you oh, yeah, into yeah, your totally, head. Totally, totally. And so, right, right, right. Yeah, and so you start deciding what they're thinking, exactly, and then putting it in your own head <laughs> to make yourself like feel totally shitty. Exactly. And so, what what was the hardest part of this entire process for you? The hardest part, um, well, you have logistical difficulties of like filming, you know, just because like sometimes I wouldn't get it in focus and I waste so many shots and so many days swimming. My my exposure levels on the camera sometimes when I was filming definitely went a bit squiffy. Just oh, because were you like blowing out the camera? I didn't. You know, I'm not in shot and I set the settings up and then I get in the camera with my white thighs and it's like, oh, bit off. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably something they don't teach you in film school or it doesn't come with like the, the owner's manual of your camera. Like, here's what you do if you're filming someone with incredibly pale skin. Yeah. Oh my god. Exactly. But the hardest part was to keep up my motivation in the beginning, um particularly, but generally to keep up my motivation to film myself because you when you're on a roller coaster ride, um 
when you you know so many creative endeavors you are on a roller coaster ride because you kind of think oh this is great one minute and then you're like what the hell am i doing and i was putting so many hours into this film and i was just then questioning like who would really be interested in this like i was very aware that i was filming myself and um and ultimately it was about a story about me jumping in water that required no athletic prowess like that doesn't sound like a great film does it you know so that that i was i was like very aware of that and i was thinking yeah. what what am i doing what what the hell am i doing So at what point, like what months, you started in February, yeah. like what months or month did you, did you realize you were starting to feel different? I'd say it was about month four, um, that I, about four months in, mm-hmm. um, when I really started noticing changes. Um, and I think, I think that it was a trip to the Lake District actually. And it was like jumping in some kind of crystal clear rivers there. And, um, I noticed that basically I was like, I was kind of addicted to the way I felt after swimming. So I, mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. in the daytime, I was craving and daydreaming about like jumping in water. Um, really? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it, it, like, it basically, like I say, in, in water temperature in the UK is like kind of cold to really painfully cold. <laughs> so, so getting in requires like some degree of commitment. Uh, and a few stern words with yourself you know it, it does require a strong focus of mind and so uh, actually i've been he- i've heard it called like a liquid meditation i think that resonates oh. with me oh that's cool yeah you get you get into water and you have an overwhelming sense of the present like because you're fully immersed in it your senses are completely overwhelmed you know like the f- the, the feeling on your skin the sheer coldness the you know the the feeling on your toes it's com- completely you're completely in the moment i think it's extraordinary um and it's a, it is a bit like liquid meditation it you, you yeah and and then and then a few moments after you get like an incredible endorphin rush and like it, endorphins are typically released to help us cope with pain uh, i think that's because the cold water takes us close to that pain barrier so we get this <laughs> fantastic rush and it's a it's a buzz and you just you just want to do it all over again i felt i i i think i I honestly think when you jump in cold water, particularly um, for the rest of the day, everyone you see looks 10 times more beautiful. And the day, uh, like the day is 10 times more awesome. Like life is, is so much better. And that's, um, and I, I, that is true, especially if you can do this regularly. You know, I, I'd set myself the goal to do this once a month for a year, but in reality, I was doing mm. this at least tw- twice a month for a year, you know, and I think that, when you can jump in cold water so regularly you're it's a mood lifter an absolute mood lifter I, I really it really is i mean there's studies on this as well you know probably not as many studies as there could be but there there is evidence that people kind of get ill less when they do these kind of things when they jump in cold water mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah four months in hannah's husband patrick joined her for a swim it was may and the weather was warming up a little bit <laughs> let's call it a smidge <laughs> it's england dude okay Fair enough. So Hannah was in her bathing suit. Patrick put on a wetsuit. Can we pause to acknowledge that Hannah wins the Berliners Award here? Okay, we can. But the more important fact is that this was the day things really changed for Hannah. Patrick had come with me with an underwater camera for the first time. And like, I basically 
like there was no hiding this time. It was the first time, you know, this wasn't just me setting up a camera on the edge. This is full bore, crystal clear water. So it's, it's really Patrick's under the water and he's filming filming me and it's kind of from, from my armpits down, I suppose, because my head's above the water and it's just, my legs are kicking and you just, my thighs... My big white thighs uh, are like, you know, the, the water is pushing and pulling them and really rippling my my thighs. And when I got back and I was like logging the footage into my computer to, to make the film and I was looking back and and um, I looked at it and I thought, you know, there's something kind of nice about that. And it's like my thighs, my body is in use and I'm outside in the elements and I'm enjoying myself. Like, what is there to not love about that? And that... that was a shock to me you know that I would look at this like this seeing my body in full bore and that I would actually think I think I could put that in the film like this is I, I quite like that you know so yeah so essentially like at that point do you do you feel like the image of your body and your head or that voice telling you to to be ashamed of your body had been destroyed De- definitely not that the voice in my head had definitely not been destroyed but it was definitely taking a back seat and I was definitely telling it to shut up a little bit you know um yeah because like I don't think that voice in your head ever really fully goes away like I don't I can't say that I now like tick I feel my body is like beautiful and awesome all the time like it's a journey it's a constant it's a constant thing swimming outdoors was working Hannah felt like she was on a path to feeling better about herself and life in general And she and her husband, Patrick, went on a vacation. But if you're in the UK, you actually pronounce vacation like this. A holiday! Worst English (laughs) accent ever. So anyways, they went on this vacation and something very magical happened! It was only about six months in. It's six months into the... the, um, to the whole thing, we we um, we were in Cornwall, and there's this uh, pagan sculpture that's like a big hole in a stone, and essentially we it's a, f- a famous fertility ritual from dating back uh-huh. to the Bronze Age, and we basically squoze our bums through this hole, the pair of us, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and then you know hoping you know we wanted to get we, we wanted to start a family, and then a week later, literally, I found myself like throwing up on the side of the road when I was in a car, and thinking that's a bit odd, and then I did a pregnancy test, and yeah overjoyed like it was positive and then you know and then and then three months later we go for um for a scan and I'm I'm pregnant and the whole journey carries on and we're over the moon and you know a little nervous because of our past experiences but I I just I keep swimming you'll see like on on my last swim I'm I'm actually it's January in the UK so pretty cold and I'm I'm seven months pregnant and and you had a baby boy correct yeah I had a baby boy called Arlo He's um yeah he's 15 months old now and he's um he's awesome. I hope that people jump in cold water. I really do. I think <laughs> I think it makes life better. I want people to put on a swimsuit and go swimming. Um I really do and I just hope that people think it, I think it's actually it's it's reconfirming what people already know because lots of us know that we shouldn't really care so much about like what our body looks like, especially if it's stopping you doing things that you want to do. And it's just another nudge in like it's it's it's, 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 it's exactly the message that I needed when I was looking out in that swim pool. It's like 
your body is beautiful and it doesn't matter what it looks like as long as it as long as you're enjoying yourself and doing the things you want to do and not letting the way your body looks stop you from doing anything and what surprised you the most during during the the 12 month period wow um that it is possible to appreciate the quiet life of a female body and that basically the size of my thighs did grow smaller certainly their relevance did in my mind I, I got there. I felt happier with myself by doing this process. Um, you know, I didn't know where I was going to end up and, and I did end up there. The most significant lesson is ultimately that you can... It reconfirmed to me that being outside is is what is what helps me rebalance my life. Um, but it also showed me that you can, you can silence that negative voice, that internal negative voice. It takes some work, but it can be done. And sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's necessary to be done. Sometimes that internal negative voice gets too loud and you just need to quieten it down. And, you know, people think because I've made this film that I must be like Mrs. Body Confident. And I, and that's not the case. You know, I still feel, you know, low about my body at times. And at least I know that I can kind of rebalance myself by doing something like this. There's always going to be cold water. I can always go and dip in it. Hannah's film will be released soon. The best place to keep tabs on it is her website, mayamedia.co.uk. And Hannah's got some super cool things coming up too. She's flying out to Canada in August to film a bunch of kick-ass women paddling in the Canadian wilderness. It's for her latest indie film called Beyond the Bay. She says it's a film where resilience and reserves of strength are tested to the limit. But a sisterhood is built from the resulting endurance, mosquito bites, and the joy of nature. I cannot wait to see it. You've been listening to Safety Third. Our guest today was Hannah Maya. If you like today's show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. And then tell your friends about us. Safety Third is a sweet little baby child. And as you know, it takes a village. Safety Third is produced by Elizabeth Nakano. Alex Park edited this episode. Music by my brother, yes, my brother, Brendan the Coffee Snob O'Connell. Art direction by Anya Miller-Berg. Fitz Cahal is our creative director. Becca Cahal is our executive producer. And I'm your host, Patty O'Connell. Okie dokie, pals. Until next time, keep it tight, keep it loose, and remember, Safety Third. <laughs>